Welcome back to Jews on Film. My name is Harry Adensasser. I am your Jewish film podcaster. And joining me as always is Daniel Zana. Hi, my name is Daniel Zana. I'm a video editor, a documentary filmmaker, and I'm delighted to be joined by the director of You're So Not Invited to My Box. It's uh, out now on Netflix. Sammy Cohen, welcome to Jews on Film. Thank you guys so much. I'm so excited to be here. We are so excited to have you on. Uh, just to give you a little background into you know our lives outside the podcast, as soon as Daniel and I found the trailer for this movie, we were like, we're talking about this as soon as we can. This feels like you know tailor made for kind of the conversations that we want to have. A lot of the themes that we look at, you know, for those listening in for the first time, we in our normal episodes, this is going to be more of a you know short form interview. But normally, we will have a guest on. We'll you know, choose a specific movie and read the Jewishness into it. In some cases, you got to work pretty hard to kind of find a Jewish thread to get onto. That's where we get a little bit creative work in themes. For some movies, like I might say this one, it's kind of, it, it's all in there in the text. There's, there's plenty of depth there too, which I'm hoping we'll get into, but this was kind of ripe for, for discussion. So we are so excited to have you on, so excited to ask a couple questions about the movie. Often on the on the podcast, especially when we're discussing comedies, you know, we talk about some movies that have what we consider a Jewishness in their humor, their sensibility, you know, stemming from the lineage of, you know, some of our Jewish classics. We talk about Mel Brooks, Marx Brothers, and kind of, oh, it's, it's, it becomes almost clear to us when we're watching a movie if it has that Jewish sensibility to it. But sometimes it can be a little bit hard to pin down what exactly gives a comedy, gives humor, this kind of, or what, what really is this Jewish humor? So... What we wanted to ask is, you know, how much you thought about, you know, that kind of lineage of humor and how you think about Jewish humor and how that might have worked into, you know, some of the staging for this film. Yeah, that's a great question. I mean, the the beauty of this movie is, you know, you have Sandler and family who like naturally are just going to bring their sensibilities and their sensibilities are grounded in, I think, a really rich history of Judaism and and comedy and the way those two go hand in hand. So yep. I was more so really excited to lean into, um, yeah, I think a lot of which, what naturally will just come about and what did, I think, in the scripting process and then even on top of that. But it's definitely, you know, and then you sort of have, I think what I wanted to sort of tap into is this idea of like humor and Jewish humor. Yep. It feels really natural and it's just like a part of what we do. Uh, we can't help ourselves. Like it's, it's, you know, it's woven into our DNA. We talked about is like, wanting to tap into the nostalgic kind of bits you get. Like there's always the Jewish dad. Humor. Like Adam just brings a lot of that naturally. But then you have someone like Sarah Sherman, who's like this new, fresh, more avant-garde take. Still so like, you know, she lives and breathes uh, and is such like a representation of like the evolution, I think, of uh, Jewish humor and how it manifests in like the younger, this rabbi, but, you know, younger people today. So we wanted to make this movie in general feel very much of today and of now for kids and for you know this community again this is one slice of jewish life i know it's not representing all jews and we definitely aren't trying to make that statement um but uh yeah if that answers the question we wanted to basically kind of like you know see all of these different facets of uh again like the, the yeah the jewish humor of it all yeah it, it absolutely does. I mean, it's it's funny because I think you're in the exact same you know frame of mind that we are. When there's there's a lot of it that really is just dependent on you know the actors and the characters and that tone that they're bringing to it. I mean, you know what came to mind you were talking about was there's that great you know Adam Sandler kind of when he's screaming about like you know the Holocaust and the mojito bar and it's just like there's something so ridiculous and sarcastic that that felt very Jewish and you know Rabbi Rebecca Sarah Sherman. I mean, I 
I could not stop smiling every single time that, you know, she was on screen. It was really like, I, I could see an entire spinoff just about that character. So that was really amazing. Yeah. I could not agree more. I think like my favorite, I will say one of my favorite lines in the movie is, that's why we fought the Nazis. So you could have a lovely part <laughs> right. because it taps into like, yeah, the sarcasm, like, you know, we poke fun at each other. It's all, I think like no matter what, it's also just full of like, it always comes from a place of love and like even when it is playful and and making fun, you know, that's a long period, sweetheart. Like all of those little things, it makes me nostalgic for my own childhood because like as kids, you roll your eyes, but then like you also at the same time, like it feels like a little bit of a hug in a weird way. Like even when you're so angry, like the humor again kind of just breaks it down and like reminds us that like uh yeah know, we're people even in the midst of a fight or when you like you know are in it you know when taking on a story as uniquely and specifically jewish as this one how do you sort of balance it making it accessible to a wider audience while still rewarding you know your jewish viewers with those jewish deep cuts and things like that it's a really good question i think you know, we, this is a movie I would have loved to have as a kid, as a Jewish kid growing up. Um, I'm from the San Fernando Valley and I grew up very reformed, progressive. Um, so am I. I'm from North Hollywood. I'm from Woodland Hills. Whoa, 818. 818. I love it. Yeah. I mean, I yeah. think, uh, yeah. So that's, that's our world. Like, that's where, you know, we come from. I think um, just the, like, at the heart of the movie, this idea of like learning who you want to be and who you want to be in the world. Like it is such a Jewish experience, but what's beautiful is like, it's also a universal experience. So I think that for me, the big thing was focusing on Stacy as a human being. Being Jewish is one facet of who she is. It's not her entire personality. It's not her entire life. It's really an important piece of it. But I think that's kind of the balance we wanted to strike is being a 13 year old is hard. It's an emotional roller coaster. And then being Jewish on top of it, like all the specificity of that world. Again, it's only one slice of the world, too. Like this is one Jewish experience, not all. They're an upper middle class family. And so we did sort of have to just make a decision at the end of the day because it's hard to represent every single, you know, everyone in in its entirety. But um, I think the themes behind Stacy and what she's going through are very universal. And then you get this really specific lens into this world which is fun. And for me, I think it was, the goal was really to bring people together, right? Like I loved in some screenings hearing people who aren't Jewish, know nothing about it, go, oh, we have something like that. Oh, oh, it's almost the same as, and it's like, yeah, like it's again, like the specific jokes and a lot of the locations, like that was a real Hebrew school and whatnot. But so we can all find a lot of joy in like the things that are familiar to us as Jews. But um, again, the heart of the movie and like being a human being, it's hard and everyone gets that. Yeah, I, I think it worked on a lot of different levels as a viewer. You know, myself, I'm an Orthodox Jew, which, you know, obviously is a different background. But at the same time, there was so much that I could launch on. I mean, I'm also not, you know, a 13 year old girl kind of experiencing her bat mitzvah, but there was so much in there that I think we were both, Daniel and I, able to cling to. So that's really awesome. Oh, that's so great to hear. I, I did actually want to ask you about that book. You know, how familiar you, were you with it? I know it came out a long time ago. Did you read it then? And obviously, how much were you, you know, p taking from the text when you were adapting it versus just, you know, the outlines and really making the story a little bit more your own? So the book I actually read, I didn't read. It came out, funny enough, when I was in middle school, but I didn't read it um, back in 2001. I read it before the baking of the movie. And the book has such this, uh, it has this cult following. P I think people really, really loved it. And it's a great snapshot of that moment in time. 
it's quite wonderful. And like the heart of the story translates. And I think we really wanted to carry forward um, with like, yeah, the heart of what that story is about and with Stacy and this coming of age moment. Um, the movie in general is, like I said, we wanted to make a movie for today. So it's a more kind of progressive modern telling of that 2001 source material. It's a little more inclusive and queer and body positive, you know, progressive when it comes to things like, um, you know, social issues, family dynamics, gender. But again, the heart of the story and like what it's about uh, was it was important for us to maintain that and then update it. You know, I really did notice how much of a modern Jewish experience was depicted on screen, you know, between featuring Jews of color, mixed marriages, as well as nice touches like kids with different gender expressions. It's certainly not the usual Jewish environment people are used to seeing on screen, which often tends to skew more Ashkenaz New York Jew, and often they're anxious or worried. Can you talk a little bit about the decision to go in this direction and include these details that are a little bit more familiar to the younger audiences in 2023? Yeah, I think I talked to Sailor and I talked a lot about this early on. We, I, I come from, again, like the Valley and I grew up in a progressive, more reform um, community, but it looked a different way, even though what you see in the movie. And I think I did a lot of, um, I went to a ton of bat mitzvahs and I went to Sam, like temple with the Sandlers just to kind of look at the world and how it was looking now versus when I was this age and going to bat mitzvahs back then. I think it was important for us to like just to take what we were seeing in real life. And frankly, like the Hebrew school and, you know, the different kinds of kids and backgrounds like that is what we were seeing when we went to again, we were in California here. Um, but I went when I went to the Hebrew schools and they let me pop in and say hi and just do a little on the ground research. Um, yeah, it's just a more diverse group of people now. I think like it is looking a lot different. I also, it was funny, I discovered this idea of a B'nai or B mitzvah that is brand new and still, you know, it's still only in little pockets here and there. California, New York, I was finding mostly, but there's a lot of things I think too, we wanted to position this uh, for the future as well. Like hopefully in 10 years, this holds up and the B'nai mitzvah is even more normalized and trying to just be a little bit too ahead of like, okay, where are these kids headed as Jews and as people? um, Uh And world really look like and again it's it's hard because we had to make a decision one way or the other it's not reflective of every jewish community and everyone who's practicing but we did sort of just position this as the more progressive lens and yeah and so we just kind of took life and put that on screen basically awesome but i love and appreciate that you called that out i gotta say (laughs) oh yeah absolutely i you know i'm i'm half i'm half ashkenaz half sephardic so whenever i see something that's a little bit more than like the typical or a little bit different than the typical depiction, I, I do appreciate it. Yeah, it's, well, yeah, the Sephardic, I think, are, like, we always see the Ashkenazi Jew. Like, it's just, it, it is very, you know, we see the same thing over and over. And, yeah, I think we got to be a little more inclusive. I think that all came through. I was going to mention that Daniel and I just were discussing before that concept of the B'nai Mitzvah. Daniel kind of caught that and was like, that's really interesting. I want to hear more about that. So um, it's cool to hear that you intentionally included that it's uh yeah it's not it's again it's very few and far between we there are some like it's mostly in california in new york mm-hmm. there's a bit of it in toronto i talked to some rabbis um it's a brand new um not every kid even has the option but if you don't identify as one gender or the other you can have right. the b'nai mitzvah or a lot of them call it a b mitzvah um uh-huh. 
And it's uh yeah, it's a really interesting kind of look into the future. And I'm curious, yeah, how this will evolve from here. I think it'll age well. I mean, I, I hope so because like I my daughter's nine and I want to be able to show it to her when she's ready for that. And um just to show her that not everybody, you know, is the same, you know. Yeah. And I think the more depictions that are authentic of Judaism on screen are beautiful things. Well, we kind of want to do it through. We were very excited about this, but you know, for those who have listened to past episodes of our podcast, we have this you know great recurring category question that we kind of run through, where you know we we ourselves and we ask our guests to come up with you know what we call like the Jewish stretch, which is the you know overly analytical reading of the movie. We come up with this ridiculous. We we often like to joke unintended by the filmmakers kind of read of the movie. You know, the difference in our case is that we're actually here with the director of the film. We get a really cool opportunity to kind of bounce them off of you. So if you're willing, maybe we can pitch some, you know, ridiculous Jewish stretch ideas that we might have applied to it. And you can tell us if we're, you know, on the money or maybe unintended, but still appreciated, hopefully. Ooh, I love it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, this is real stretchy. So put on your thinking cap and think like way out in left field, creative writing assignment that <laughs> is like so far-fetched but we'll see this is where we get to leverage our like you know talmudic metaphorical kind of uh you know this is our jewish yeah. lens it's what we can you know how we can kind of you know map onto the film but i'll go first with one that i was i was excited about we'll see what you think about it but you know of course you know the bat mitzvah parsha we see her laning it throughout she's talking and i've actually you know seen this and they talk about it it's parsha kitisa which you know, for those who don't know, that's this, you know, very important moment in Jewish history where, you know, we're receiving the, the tablets, the Luchot, and, you know, the Jewish people, they they ultimately sin with the golden calf, the Luchot are destroyed. That kind of Vayichal Moshe, you know, portion that's repeated in the movie is, you know, Moshe kind of, Moses like begging forgiveness on their behalf. And then ultimately there's like a redemption at the end. They get kind of a second set of Luchot. So, I think the themes, I'm willing to guess that either, you know, in the book or in the adaptation, the themes of forgiveness, you know, reconciliation, I mean, those I think are in the movie. What I want to suggest is that maybe the fact that there are two kind of climactic bat mitzvahs are almost supposed to represent the two sets of tablets. There's one that's going well, it's great, the right ideas, but that is kind of destroyed at the end. There's this, you know, obviously we have that scene without going too deep into the movies for those who haven't seen it, but there's this kind of, you know, ruinous thing that happens. And then... You know, we have this forgiveness and in the movie, uh, Stacey literally does get to, you know, perform the lane, right? She gets to do her Parsha. And then after the Vayichal Moshe, we have this kind of reconciliatory, you know, positive second set of Luchot, I guess, in my example. So what what, what do you think about that? Is, is there anything there? I mean, yeah, there is. And then some of it is a happy accident. I think like the two parties representing the two tap, like that <laughs> is... You know, that was written into the movie and that's just a happy accident. Um, her Torah portion and like, again, a lot of these things we're talking about in the Hebrew school is meant to be reflective of, you know, her journey. And and that all is is kind of calculated. Uh, it is a fun fact that Stacey Friedman, the Torah portion in the movie was Sonny's Torah portion in her real life. And we find really we cool. this like beautiful. Yeah, it was a beautiful moment of like, you know, I was breaking it down and I was going through and reminding myself and like, oh, right. These themes perfectly align. It, it was a very beautiful coming yeah. together of life and movie. And I went, this is great. And uh, but so some of I'll say like that the latter half of that. Now I'm like, oh, no, it was all intentional. But no, the, yeah, no some I'll of that take it. Accident. <laughs> we can edit this post facto. You can just say, you know, if you want to record yourself saying, yes, 100 percent intended, we'll edit it. We'll make it sound uh, that way. And that could go on the record. 
Uh, Daniel, did you have any? Uh... Yeah, sure. Unless Sammy, unless do you want it to, do you, want, do you have any sort of stretchy business you want to put forth? Uh, you know, no, you're I'm, our guest. I want. I'm kind of loving. I mean, I was like, oh yeah, that was all intentional. Oh whoa, that's so cool. I love like that it just has more legs than we even intended. That's great. Oh yeah, awesome. this is like one of those like Pink Floyd moments where if you like synchronize Wizard of Oz and the Dark Side, it'll all work out. But um, my my sort of wild theory is that um, when Adam Sandler's character Danny is coming out of the movie theater in his bathrobe, I feel like this is our Danny in the Technicolor Dreamcoat moment. You know, just like Joseph, he's wearing his multicolored striped outfit and is the envy of all of the friends. So that is that is. I know that's what you intended. I just wanted to get confirmation. I'm sure that's exactly what you were going for. But any thoughts on that theory? Does it have legs or is it kind of too stretchy? Uh, that was exactly what we intended. <laughs> no, I'm that is perfect. <laughs> that's the light, though. No, but I, yeah, I wish that was the intention because what a, yeah, that's amazing. This might be my new favorite game to play where I'm, I love this. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> that's, uh, yeah, that's that's really rewarding and validating, and I'm happy that I finally got to pitch one of those to the director, and I'll I'll take it as a semi win. I think that works. I think it's, I think it's a, that one's a win. I think that is a win. Nice, I like that. Uh, but we'll close. Just wanted to ask you, like I said in the intro, normally when we have someone on, especially someone promoting a certain movie, we'll have them choose you know a movie they want to read Jewishness into. That's often can be thematically content wise related. You know, had we had you on, or maybe we'll get to in the future sometime. But what would be a movie that you would kind of pitch as maybe an inspiration for this movie or, you know, some share some of the Jewish themes and, you know, Jewish or not, it could be anything. But, you know, what's a movie that you kind of had in mind while directing this? Oh, that's a great question. I wish I I'm thinking like, what's a movie I could read, uh, you know, like the Jewishness into? I mean, I can say what influenced this movie and it's some Jewish sure. films, some not. Um, definitely like. Like I said, I love the coming of age genre, and that's what this is outside of being a Jewish story. It's a coming of age story. Um, you'll find like a lot of nuances of indie filmmaking, but you have these big classic comedic swings, too. So we reference everything from Shiva Baby, which is very recent, to Mean Girls. Um, and I think, you know, we also there's a little homage to John Hughes. I think like that was a lot of the inspiration for our production design, like the kitchen. Mm -hmm. Bueller and the bedroom from 16 candles and then i think uh there's this movie tomboy it's a very obscure reference but it's a slain skiama movie um Both that's things. just a quiet little movie about identity and self-exploration and um yeah it's a quiet little coming of age movie and some of the kind of groundedness of that movie and and the the quiet slices of life you have to yourself that kind of made its way into this too but yeah uh, yeah we referenced a whole a whole mixed bag of things, but I will say there's a ton of Jewish movies. There's just not, there wasn't a lot, you know, like when you look back at, at filmmaking, there's just not a, a lot of stories for us about us. So that's, that's, we say that all the time, you know, that kind of by Jews for Jews movies are really our favorite. I definitely think we can add this one to the canon. It was amazing. hundred percent. Yeah. And, and yeah, thank you so much for coming on. Thank answering you. Some of our questions. This was a really interesting discussion. I, you've given me a whole laundry list of movies that I'm going to watch after this one. So I'm kind of excited about that. But this was great. Thank you. Congrats on the film. We're so excited to to have gotten the opportunity to speak to you. And for all those listening, go check out You're So Not Invited to My Bat Mitzvah on Netflix. Thank you guys so much. This has been awesome. 
Jews on Film is hosted and produced by Harry Ottensasser and Daniel Zana. Daniel edited this episode. Follow us on Instagram at Jews on Film and subscribe to our podcast to get new episodes. Thanks for listening. <laughs>